I, you know, looked at my phone at that point too, and Kara had texted me, you know, thinking about your run today and stuff like that. So that was the, I was like, here's the, this is the end, perfect time to hear all that, but don't start crying because you're not going to finish. All right, everybody, Jeremy Reynolds, Jeff Winchester of the Ultra Running Guys. We are so excited to have you tonight. And if you're tuning in either on YouTube or on a podcast platform, it is week five with Steve Epifano. So if it's your first time, I'm going to ask you to stop what you're doing. Go back to episode one. Check it out because this has been an incredible journey with a huge story uh, behind it. And tonight we are talking about the race recap for the Robin Ames memorial 100k that steve just ran on saturday and not just ran it but freaking crushed it uh 12 hours 47 minutes to 12 20 pace overall smoke it smoke it smoke so uh tonight really is all about hearing the details of the race we're super excited um and katie is here as well just like last week so steve and katie thanks so much for joining how you guys doing yeah really good a little sore but doing doing good that was my next question, man. How sore are you? Pretty sore. Yesterday was a lot worse than today. Uh, what was it yesterday? I don't even know what day it was. I think Sunday, yeah. Yeah, it's Sunday. only been two days. It feels like a week, but it's only been two yeah, it days. Does. Sunday was pretty bad. Uh, I tried to stretch as much as possible. Today's a little bit better. I can walk a little bit more normal than I was yesterday. And I'll tell you what, I think I ended, what time I ended? Like 4.45, 5-ish? 5.30, I was like, I don't know what's happening to my body. <laughs> I've been there, man. The brain brain tells the body just to shut down. It completely shuts down. Turn off. Felt like I had a fever and all that. I was like, oh, man, what's going on? Really? That's yeah. awesome. Did you lock up while you were trying to sleep? No, I did sweat a lot while I was sleep, sleeping, though. That's for sure. Probably burn calories for the next three days. <laughs> that's good, though, because normally I cramp. I mean, that's good. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, Shannon loves it when the the uh, covers go flying and I go hopping around the room trying to get my calf to unlock. You can hop. I can't even hop. Oh, I, dude, I hop and scream. Yeah. I always say if I was ever going to be tortured, that's all I <laughs> that's all I need to do. I'd give up everything. And, uh, <laughs> I, I cramp up and I, I slam my hands on the bed and scream. It's even better. So she kind of gets hit on accident. Yeah. <laughs> all right, but we digress. We are here to talk about Steve. Um, and so before we get into too much of the meat, man, let's start at the beginning. Uh, take us back to Friday night because we talked to you right before the race last Wednesday. Yeah. Friday night, how were you feeling, man? How were the nerves? Did you get any sleep? Talk us through that. Friday night was, you know, a little nervous for sure, just like you are before any race. Um, this one was, you know, a little bit different because I was doubling my mileage. And Friday night when I was talking to Kate, like in my, like I was going through everything and it looked pretty good. But then in my head, I was like, I don't, what am I doing? Why, why, why am I doing this? Um, but, you know, I just, we just went about it, um, wrote down everything we needed at each of the, the stops for the halfway point and every 10 miles and everything like that. Made sure I had everything in my pack, you know, did my final uh, Instagram post and then conked out at like 8.30. I was like, and I didn't hear anything until four or until like three, till the alarm went off, so. I was actually pretty surprised. So you actually slept well. Yeah. I, I, I hate him. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. 
I did. I slept. I I was surprised too because I slept from like eight thirty to three. So, God, <laughs> I never sleep. He doesn't. I normally sleep all right, but every time I ask him, like, can you sleep? He's like, no. Like two hours before every oh. one of mine. Oh, that's rough. Well, Shut that, up. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's good, man. I'm glad. That was, I'm sure that that helped later in the day. Um, oh, and, and we'll talk about that. So we were talking before, you know, when we talk nutrition stuff, knowing you do a lot of your runs fasted and you're particular about kind of how you start off, what did you end up doing? Did you eat breakfast or did you go in fasted? I did eat breakfast. Uh, I forced myself to eat pancakes. <laughs> I had pancakes all day long. But this time I added a little bit of uh, maple syrup this time. I was like, let's, let's get fancy and kick it up a notch a little bit. So I had like five or six of the pancake muffins and a huge glass of water and then out the door I went. Well, that's great, man. And, and so Katie, I know I kind of, I can't think about anything else before a race. Were you seeing that in him? Like, was there any change or was he his normal self? Um, before he left, he was a little, mm-hmm. I think you were a little nervous. Yeah, probably. <laughs> yeah, like the night before it was normal. And yeah. <laughs> well, that's great. Yeah, yeah, that's good. That is good. Uh, I'm, it's a hard thing for me to turn off, honestly. And Shannon can tell probably when I'm within a couple of days, I'd imagine it's mm-hmm. kind of the same for you. Um, but we do know you got an early start because I texted you at about 10 till 4 your time and said, you know, it's go time. And you're like, I'm walking out the door. Yeah. <laughs> um, so your first 50K, uh, we know that was completely unsupported. Right. Yep. And so if for anybody, if you don't remember, the first 50 K was Steve's carrying everything by himself and wasn't going to see uh, Katie and the rest of the family really until after the, the first 30 plus miles. So talk us through that, man. How was that early start by yourself? Um, how, how was the start? The, the start was good. I mean, it was still dark. So I just kind of used that for myself a little bit. Um, and I think, Remember when I told you guys I was going to go out really slow and, you know, take it from there? Well, I lied because I did not go out very slow. I tried, in my head, I was like, slow down. It just wasn't happening. So I didn't realize that that had been a mistake until probably a lot later in the day. Um, but, I mean, I, I love the morning runs. I always do that. Um, you know, I have my light on. I usually don't run with a light. I'm kind of an idiot. This was the first time I had a light on. And I was like, hey, maybe I should run with a light more often. It's like a tea stuff. <laughs> um, you know, so I made it all the way out and I got to see a gorgeous sunrise, which is kind of makes it all worth it. Um, made it out, um, was doing pretty good on my nutrition and pretty good on my uh, hydration and stuff throughout the whole way. Uh, didn't really feel, well, at least on the way out, didn't feel bad or anything like that. Um, hit my turnaround point at about 16 miles. Um, and then kind of started headed back. Uh, and that was like the sunrise point. So that, that was good. And the weather was really good. Um, it was nice and cool in the morning. So I didn't get drained very much there. Um, and then my friend, Brian, uh, the, his uh, Instagram name is the pace pusher. Uh, he's an, he's an incredible runner. Um, I saw him, he was parking as I was running by. And it, probably about five minutes later, he came sprinting up behind me. So he joined me for a couple miles on the way out, uh, on the way back. I mean, uh, and he took the picture that I had on my Instagram and a couple other ones. 
So that was really good. And I was cruising for most of the 50K. Um, and yeah, so, so on there, and sorry to interrupt, but we were looking at- we've I was actually, been interrupting too, same yeah. thing. So yeah. So you said you started off um, slower than, or faster than you had wanted to. What did you say I, there? I started faster than I thought I was, and I kept telling myself to slow down. Uh, obviously, we are, we're runners like you, and we can't help ourselves but to look at your Strava and <clears throat> every single one of your laps, and <laughs> we pulled it up for the podcast. And um, yeah, you, you like the first uh, few miles, just for those who are listening, um, he was hitting close to 10-minute miles uh, for the first several miles. But Steve, one thing that, that I noticed when I was pouring through your, your different lap times here was that like around every five miles, you had a little bit slower um, pace. And so I wasn't sure if that was like an intentional break that you took, like a stop or um, what you did at those moments. And so like at mile five, mile 10, uh, or 11 and 17, you see a, a, a drop. And I was telling him, telling Jeremy, I think it looks like a good strategy that you employed some built in almost like an aid station, even though you were unsupported, you had mm -hmm. carried everything yourself, but, but you look to have some sort of um, preset um, distance that you were going to use as a place to kind of slow everything down and kind of reset. Did you do something like that? Yeah, that's when I would hit a gel and then walk for either, you know, in the beginning about a quarter mile, walk a quarter mile, hit a gel, make sure I took in some more uh, tailwind for nutrition wise and everything. And uh, then just kind of picked it back up from there. Well, it, it to, sorry. Yeah. To me, the first 50 K though, um, again, I'm, I'm looking at your Strava was, was pretty consistent. Um, for sure. The overall thing was very consistent to be quite honest with you. Um, the whole, whole hundred stuff as you were wrapping up your, your 50, <clears throat> there's like, this is like the midpoint. This is when you finally get to see your family and everything. Um, what kind of emotions were you starting to feel coming into that first chance, really first chance knowing you were halfway done? Yeah, I felt really good, um, but then in the back of my head was, okay, now you have to do that all over again. That was kind of the big thing. Um, and then that's when, you know, because you stop, so your adrenaline kind of pushes down a little bit. And then I was trying to refuel, hydrate with some water, um, and stay away from the tailwind during the stops. Um, and then the kids, and <laughs> the funny thing was, I wanted to end at 32, so I had to run past them first. And then turn around and get packed. And Katie was like, what are you, what are you doing? <laughs> like, I have to keep going. It's not there yet. So I, I turned around. So then, that, you know, I made, I felt like an idiot. And I was like, I miscalculated by that much. Um, so that was good. But then, like, sitting down, I was like, I don't, I don't want to get back up. <laughs> yeah, and that's, that's tough. Real. For sure. And it looks like that that was definitely a longer stop. You know, we can tell kind of where you came in contact with Katie and the family when looking at the splits because it jumps yeah. from, you know, before your kind of your rest points were more like a 14, 15. And then we see like a 22, 29, uh, which makes sense because, you know, that's the normal kind of crew stop. So, yeah. so to kind of transition family, to family Katie. Time. Yeah, family time. Family time. Yeah, family time. Um, <laughs> So Katie, you were, you know, super cool and were texting us and keeping us updated. And we were kind of sending some notes about the pacing and stuff um, early on. What were you, how were you feeling when he, when you knew he was out for the first 50 K, especially when it got to the point that he should be coming back soon? Um, I was feeling okay then. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Cause everything was kind of on time and, um, I don't know. I felt okay then. It was later on that I kind of. 
Well, so how did he look? Did, I mean, did he look strong when you saw him the first time? Yeah, he did. Yeah, that one was good. Yeah, she was, a, was a <laughs> she was a lifesaver for sure, and so were you guys being like the virtual crew. That was huge because it calmed her down a little bit too. That's really good to hear. Yeah. Um, so obviously, when you get to the second half, <clears throat> the adventure really began. Um, like you said, we were texting a little bit with Katie, and um, I think I used the reference of welcome to the pain cave because we, we began to recognize just in your pacing even some of the stuff that we figured you, you may be having a little bit more challenges and stuff. So let's go through the, um, the second half. You hung out with them and then you had to leave and had to yeah. get started on your, your 10 mile loops, right? Cause you're doing three, the next set, next 50K was three 10 mile loops, right? Yeah, three 10 mile out and backs. Okay, so <clears throat> all of them feel the same or which one started breaking down the worst? So actually the second loop was probably the best loop that I had. Um, at least mentally anyway, in the way I felt. The first loop out of the 50K was mentally draining and physically draining. Like, I was like, oh man, I have to do this all over again. And then I think that played well my mindset a little bit, but I just tried to push through it as best I could. And I don't think I've said strength and healing as much as I said that in my head for <laughs> I think I said it for a good six, seven hours the rest of that day. Like, that's all I said. Um, but, yeah, that first 10 miles was probably the toughest ones out of all of them that I did, at least mentally. Maybe not physically, but at least mentally, that, that portion of it. So, like, you guys didn't say it would hurt that much. You called it the pain cave. <laughs> yeah, we said it's going to yeah, suck. Yeah, called it the pain cave, but it would be that hard. Like, <laughs> You guys could have said it's going to be really hard what you're doing. Really? You said it was going to be bad. As a matter of fact, we got real concerned one time. We're like, <laughs> I think I was just very naive. Like, yes, I got it. Hey, just know that whatever you do next, it's going to be worse. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. So, but you just get better at dealing with it. That's yeah. It. Or you just take things for granted and you forget the things you learned. That's and it. you're blow up bad. You just, you just get naive again every time. Like, oh, yeah. I don't think it's going to be that bad. Did it ever get to the point, I mean, I know you said it was tough. Was it ever overwhelming? Like, I don't know if I can do this, or was it just a matter of, man, this is, this is going to be a while of some suffering? It was, it wasn't, I'm not going to, it wasn't like, oh my God, I'm not going to be able to finish it. It was, man, this is going to really suck for the rest of the day. You know, I was pretty much full pancake for the rest of the day. <laughs> Good I'm sorry. Did you say full pain cave or pancake? Pa oh, well, both. Both. <laughs> no, really, what did he say? I, I heard pancake, but yeah, pancake, well, right? <laughs> pain cave for the rest uh, of the day. But then every time I saw a pancake, I was immediately in the pain cave. <laughs> yeah, I don't want pancakes anymore. There was one thing I didn't text. I, I, um, I was going to text you, Katie, that you should provide some variety of food but then the reason I didn't because since he didn't practice anything I thought because yeah. I was literally gonna tell you maybe you should take some bananas and all that kind of stuff down there oh but <laughs> and I thought that would be a bad idea because he hasn't practiced with it and he's so used to the idea of tailwind and pancakes that it may throw him for a mental loop as well but yeah um, I would recommend expanding the uh, <laughs> buffet <laughs> yeah, yeah and, and so really without going into too much detail we talked about the Jason Coop book prior mm -hmm. um, and, and some of the stuff that came from there. And there's a whole section in there about just that, the variety and really testing and kind of having your, your picks, both the sweet and kind of a salty mix. And yeah. then 
one of your backups mm -hmm. so that when that all goes to crap because you don't want to eat them anymore like yeah you know hey you kind of expand the circle um so that's a great takeaway and i think that that's a great input um that was definitely the worry when you said that you were only going to have pancakes i was definitely worried about that because i didn't want and i didn't want to say it that that night we talked about nutrition because i didn't want to put that question mark in there because yeah. I, I figured you would get tired of pancakes at some point um because that's a oh, lot I, of pancakes i got <laughs> tired of everything at one yeah. point like i can't drink any more tailwind i cannot eat another pancake i can't run past the same late poles one more time it's everything this okay. beach looks great but i don't want to look at it anymore it's like you have to eat yeah they told me you have to eat <laughs> that's great is that what you kept telling him yeah. yes <laughs> if you are listening to this you have got to trust your crew if they're telling you to eat you have to eat even if you yeah. don't feel like it i think that's great that helped him get through it she sure. did an incredible job. I, I definitely would not have eaten as much or drank as much during the aid stations if I was like by myself and just hitting an aid station. So Katie, you, you said that you weren't concerned in the first 50K, <clears throat> but that you got a little more concerned in the second 50. Um, yeah. Why? What happened? I don't know. Can the crew go through a pain cave? Because I think <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> It was just like a lot with like the timing and trying to get down there. I don't know. I've never done it before and I have all the <laughs> hydration and I, after we talked with you guys, I watched your um, Jeff's 100 miler <laughs> and I was like, oh shoot, I don't have like any first day. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, and then I saw him like popping blisters. I'm like, oh my God, no, am I going to need that stuff? <laughs> yeah, so you probably found out afterwards, Steve, right? But Jeff started getting messages asking. Yeah, yeah. that's what Katie said. I didn't said. tell him. She's like, I don't want to tell him because I don't want to freak him out. I don't want to put the, you know, the thought in his head that you may have major blisters. But Jeff, what do yeah. I do? Which, so, was which was great. I think it's so cool that you reached out. Yeah, it was awesome. Yeah. So, so you were, you were, so if I can kind of connect the dots a little bit for even myself, maybe anybody else, you're saying then the unknown is kind of what was starting to eat at you between the, the latter part of the race and, and what you, he was going to be um, returning like, is that what you were worrying about? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And just, it kind of hit me that this was a huge jump from his last race. Like he always had like a pretty yeah, good small progression. Yeah. And this one was like double, double what he had done. So it was a lot of like uncharted territory for me being a crew and um, and him running these miles. So. Yeah, because I mean, mostly you would just watch really and run by, especially in the marathons, we'd just run by and like yeah. wave and give high fives. But right. she was like an active participant this time around. Yeah, yeah, I would say um, I mean, you, you, you hit it correctly. The crew is an active participant and it is one of the, it is taken for granted, I think, in a lot of, a lot of runs and stuff. In ultra world, your crew is critical just to be there for you, either from an emotional standpoint, from a physical standpoint. And their first time being a crew member like you were, Katie, it can be overwhelming because you yeah. will watch him go through a progression of <laughs> deterioration, right? As he's yeah. slowly falling apart. Um, and so if you used my video when I did the hundred miler as an example, yeah. <laughs> it did look like I was going to die. And so it's not very helpful <laughs> for a confidence builder, for a crew member, like it's different for everybody. And so, um, 
but yeah, you, you are an active participant. It's different than watching a, a marathon or run by or a 5K or 10K. Yeah. You, he is, to some degree, relying on you from a, uh, an emotional standpoint and not just making pancakes, which you did, obviously, very well, but just being there and, and being a presence for him, almost like a calming presence for him in that moment. So um, you can't sell yourself short on just the contributions you made in his success in this because he can't do this without your participation. Um, so I think it's great. Well, like you said too, she was my lifeline out there. She was giving me the tips that, that you guys were giving uh, to her and like letting me know and everything like that. Yeah, um, I wanna just like, say thank you for that. <laughs> <laughs> that was major because uh, I was having a hard time seeing his pace and I didn't really know like what was going on with his heart rate. So mm -hmm. that was part of it too. And you guys really like helped me calm down a bit, <laughs> give me some words of wisdom to <laughs> pass well, on. So that was like everything. <laughs> That's great. So yeah, so, so let's jump back real quick because I know um, I think that that was a great discussion, but I also don't want to miss out on, so you, you know, you crossed the finish line. I'm so interested. I mean, one first thing, you went straight into the ultra running guys pose, yeah. which I saw in the video, which is like the sweetest thing ever because we all do it. <laughs> um, but two, what went through your head? Because I normally have some funny thoughts go through my head right after I finish something like that. Do you remember it all? Was there anything that jumped out? I don't even, I can't remember. One was, hey, stop your watch. So I stopped. <laughs> nice, <laughs> nice. my watch. And then the second one was, check your overall pace so i check my overall pace and, and then you, you know you're a runner if right? yeah exactly and I, I made, yeah i made sure that katie like went back a little bit than 62 miles so in case something happened and didn't pick up right on the gps so i can so it would pick up for strava and and garmin so i'm a little crazy that way i was like i don't want to have to run past you guys and then through the finish line again um <laughs> But then it was a huge surprise to have my, my friends there uh, at the finish line, too. Um, I wasn't expecting that. And I wasn't expecting, um, you know, balloons or anything like that, either. Um, I was just expecting to have, like, a nice chair at the end. But I, I forgot. Yeah. <laughs> I saw you were sitting on the barrier. That worked. Yeah, I used the barrier. <laughs> I was fine. But, I mean, I, I don't know. I, I, I can't remember what went through my head. I think it was just like, oh, my God, you're done. Now, how are you going to walk up the hill? I think that, was, that was my next question to see if, if um, how well your crew chief did. Did she give you a ride back to the house or did you have to walk back? We got a ride. My friends uh, parked their car at the corner, so we were able to walk up it. Good it's job. A, it's a good 200-foot hill that you have to walk up a quarter mile. <laughs> nice. Nice. Well, you earned the ride for sure. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, they reminded Katie. They were like, he's not going to want to walk up the hill. She's like, oh, okay, we'll park there then. So that was a big help. That's good. And, and so the other thing, too, when I see the pictures, I, do, I think it's insane that you did 100K on the road, right? <laughs> that's tough. Yeah, that's tough I, I think that that's hard. Yeah. That's um, <laughs> yeah, well, and for a couple, you know, a couple of reasons. One, I just know, I think of most ultras as being on trail. Um, mm -hmm. But the benefit of the trail, even though it can be really taxing if you're not used to it, the you know the variety kind of in the terrain really gives some of your your muscle groups breaks at different points yeah. where you were just you know essentially for 62 miles just hammering the same 
the same muscle groups. So when you see, I mean, and you weren't just on a road, right? Like you were at least the pictures that I saw like 15 feet from the cars, if that, like you were on a road road. Is that yeah, right? I was on, uh, heading out. Uh, there was a, like, there's a little bit of a trail for, I'd say about five miles. Um, and then the rest of it is like, you're on the side of a highway and then um, like parking lots and everything like that through the campground and everything like that. Um, but it was good. There wasn't, there's not a lot of traffic going past like San Onofre where I was. Um, Cause that's all the campgrounds and stuff like that. And it was like a closed road. So that was good. So for, for the most part, I wasn't like on the side of a highway. So that was good. But it's, st it's still pavement. I mean, yeah, you're still running on pavement, right? Pavement, yeah. Uh, it's super yeah. impressive though. Um, it, it really is. Um, we would be amiss though, to, to believe though, that, that at some point through, through the struggle and everything, you had carried all the names of everybody who contributed, right? Yeah. Tell yeah, us about why. Tell us about why. Like, I mean, I read your post and stuff, but for everybody who's listening and everything, um, tell yeah, us, tell pretty, us the reason why. Pretty gross. I still have it. But, <laughs> um, yeah, that'll probably go up with my medals too. I just wanted a, a reminder of like, again, this is why you're doing it, right? Because they all put, you know, their faith in me that I'm going to get it done. Not that GoFundMe would refund everybody's stuff if I didn't, but like, that's why I was doing it was for everybody who donated and for Robin and Robin's family. So even if I couldn't feel it, I knew it was kind of with me and I wanted to make sure that that was always on my mind, kind of going through everything, so. Um, that, that's cool. And just, just for everybody who's listening, um, if, if you're not watching on, online or watching the video itself, um, when he said that's gross, what he was holding up <laughs> was a um, list of all the names that he had carried in the Ziploc bag of everybody who contributed to the GoFundMe. Um, that was a little bit sweat soaked stained um, as well. And so, um, so that's really cool that you carried it with you the whole time and that you're gonna keep it. Um, I think yeah. it is a really cool um, thing to have done and even to kind of hold on to as well. Um, obviously Robin was with you, I think, um, yeah. through, throughout the entire journey. Um, it's a really, really cool story. I would imagine that was probably an emotional experience. Yeah, so at the, between the 52 and like when I, at the 52nd mile, um when i was like hydrating and all that stuff and doing that uh katie had mentioned to me that um one of my followers uh who started following me from morgantown west virginia was doing a 100k bike ride in, in honor of robin for you know to end distract the driving and that you know i was the inspiration behind it so that you know, and being totally dehydrated and exhausted and everything like that as i started walking for my 10 mile loop that was like i can't run 10 miles and cry the entire time so <laughs> i had to kind of be like all right you're gonna wait you can wait if you're gonna cry let's wait until the end and then um you know kind of push that and then i saw that kara had texted me uh i you know looked at my phone at that point too and kara had texted me you know thinking about your run today and stuff like that so that was the I was like, here's the, this is the end, perfect time to hear all that, but don't start crying because you're not going to finish. So just keep moving. So that's kind of what I did. I just, whatever happened, I just kept saying, just keep moving and it'll be good. So that's kind of, that was probably my only point where I was like, I'm on the emotional edge right here in terms of losing it. To bring it back, you know, from day one, 
Um, this is what it's been about. This is, this is what kind of caused us to reach out and say, Hey man, we really dig your story. Uh, we don't know you, but we think this is cool. Um, so to have it kind of come to a head and not only that, but I, I mean, I read in the post and I don't know when you found out. Um, but I know you did meet the goal of, mm-hmm. of the $7,500 raised, which is again, if we go back, well above kind of what you initially thought, Hey, maybe I'll do this thing and, and see what I can do. Um, so all that coming together at the same time is pretty cool. Um, and we definitely want to congratulate you and just kind of celebrate that with you. Um, yeah, man, I don't know what to say besides what a neat kind of emotional moment, hopefully. And, and so Katie, what was it like for you seeing him come across the finish line, knowing kind of all that had come together Tell us about that. Yeah, it was really emotional. Um, even throughout the day, because I took over his Instagram. <laughs> um, it was just a constant flow of like messages and encouragement and just everything. And then towards the end, I got news that he had met and like surpassed his goals. So yeah, everything just kind of came to a head like at the end. and. Um, like all the emotions you can think of, I was feeling it. I'm sure you were too. Yeah, yeah. I don't think it's really even like hit me yet still that, you know, that I did that. But I think it's more important that I was able to hit my goal like well over what my original goal was. So, and then, you know, it's a started start of something really good, I hope, kind of moving forward out of this. Um, and like I said, just finishing the 62 miles was like, I don't know if it's even hit me yet that, Hey, I kind of did that. When you, you just said something about um, like kind of um, kind of almost alluding to what's next and everything um, you had mentioned in one of the other episodes where we talked the idea that you were looking at possibly doing a annual type um, Robin Ames Memorial run or something like that. I know we joked about being West Virginia or something. Is that something you're still um, looking into possibly doing? Yeah. I mean, if I can do it, if I, if I can't do it there, I'll just keep doing it by myself around the same time, that kind of thing. Um, but I'd really like to do it somewhere in West Virginia where it's either an ultra or like a backyard ultra. Um, I have no idea. Like, I have no idea how to start it, how to get the permits, anything like that. But, you know, I'm willing to learn and kind of put it together, that kind of thing. Um, and I have friends in West Virginia who are willing to help and and all that kind of stuff too so uh you know first they were like who else is going to want to run that long of a distance and (laughs) i was like there's people out there who will do it so that don't worry about it it's kind of like build it and they will come type of a thing uh but if it's if it's five ten people that's five more or ten more people that we've touched that's the kind of thing that's what i'm looking forward to when you got two like we'll come yeah, yeah. Well, and, cool. and not only that, but we told you then, and we'll tell you now. Anything you need to help put that together, just let us know, man. Uh, we'd yeah. be happy to be a part of it. So I really, I really appreciate that. I mean, you guys, like I said, have been invaluable so far, and this is the start of a great friendship. So, like I said, you can't get rid of me now. So <laughs> <laughs> we're not trying to. I promise. <laughs> I can't. I can't say thank you enough. You know what I mean? I probably wouldn't have got, got through it without you guys either. Um, and just the ultra running guys group is crazy. It's like the amount of positivity and support 
Uh, that's what Katie was like. All your DMs are just claps and high fives and hundred percents and fire emojis and all that kind of stuff. So it's great. I mean, meeting people virtually, but you feel like you've known them forever already, you know? So that's been a huge takeaway for me really. So well, that means the world to me, man. Yeah, that's, that's awesome. That's really what this thing was kind of all about is just telling stories, bringing people together. It's something we, you know, just have so much passion for. So thank you for sharing that. Um, well, I, I think the big thing here, this has been so fun. Um, Steve, I can't tell you how much we appreciate you. One, taking the call from some random dudes that said, hey, we like what you're doing. How about we talk about it? And you were like, cool. Um, th this has been an amazing five weeks. Um, and we talked about it a little bit before, you know, it's kind of sad that it's coming to a close, but obviously it's just the beginning of a friendship and, and kind of everything that goes forward. Um, so I want to say thank you to you guys. I also want to say a huge thank you to the ultra running guys family. Again, I've been so encouraged to watch everybody come around Steve, come around us, um, really just get involved. And, you know, we don't have thousands of followers or, or, or thousands of people in our community, but it can kind of feel like it because I think that there's such a, um, a closeness there so that everybody that's listening, watching all that, thank you guys so much for being engaged and, and the support. Um, yeah, I don't really know how to close it because well, I'm going to cry. We could cry together. <laughs> <laughs> and cut. It's going to be sad that it's our last time talking to him like this. I know. We're just as bad as you. I just, just stop. <laughs> what do you mean, Steve? That, he said, <laughs> you can replace me. What? <laughs> <laughs> so you know Walmsley, Jim Walmsley. You know that name? Oh my gosh, he's the ultra runner. You, you call yourself an ultra runner? You don't know Jim Walmsley? <laughs> I know David Goggins, and I just keep running. Do you like our Christmas decorations? Like I said, I'll be the cheerleader. Jeff will give you the real advice. You guys should actually that should be a service. We are tired. I'll be honest. I am real tired. I'm excited now that we're talking to you. I've been tired, but I'm excited. I'm still tired. Don't think we're going to be able to do this. What's wrong? She's kidding. I can't see She's Freaking me out. I was like, what's wrong? You can give me that look all you want, but what happened last time you did it? It's really your fault. Because <laughs> it's just your fault. Uh, I'm just here. We make a good team, though, because he's definitely the like big picture kind of long-term how's everything work out and i'm the, like look at the kitty like go for that <laughs> you hang up no you hang up no <laughs> no you hang up <laughs>